Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Beyond Sunday, Maranatha's weekly podcast where we dig deeper into what was discussed, learned, and uh, talked about on Sunday. I guess uh, some of these conversations would ordinarily happen in the foyer after church or maybe in the fellowship hall there. And so you get to listen in to Josh and me as uh, as we get together. I'm Pastor Paul, pastor, lead pastor here at Maranatha. And joining me this morning is Josh Sweetman, our youth director. Welcome, Josh. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be together once again. And yeah, here we are chatting once again about, uh, yeah, all of these things that we've discussed on Sunday. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, thanks uh, for taking the lead last week with uh, Chris Vanderberg and um, uh, doing the discussion while I was on holidays. It was a good time. We had a, a nice, safe staycation at home. So uh, not too much traveling happening these days, but nope. yeah, well, that's the way it goes, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that's that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, so uh, this past Sunday, we looked at uh, Joseph and I commented on how little is actually mentioned about Joseph in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that does stand out about him is his faithfulness as a disciple of God. Um, Mm -hmm. And we see that in his obedience to God. And um, as we were getting ready for recording this, Josh, you mentioned a, a couple of uh, yeah of questions. Fire yeah, away. yeah, no, like just thinking about. So we talked about Joseph, like like you mentioned there, and saying like, yeah, how um, he was faithful through his obedience. So I guess my question would be, would be like, um, can someone be faithful? even when they're disobedient to God all the time. We've talked about that a lot of this kind of idea of uh, total depravity of, uh, you know, like we we're constantly uh, not following God. So can we be faithful even when we're disobedient? That was, at least that was, that was, that was my question thinking about uh, thinking about that. So that's at least, at least to start uh, would be that question. Can we be faithful, even though we're always disobedient. (laughs) Yes. So um, I guess maybe we need to uh, define some terms before we we get too deep. deep. Uh, So first, you know, uh, being a disciple is, um, you know, from the the Latin word discipulo, which is to study and to learn and to to be a student. So there's an element of learning, of growing, of, of taking on that instruction that you are, have been given. Um, total depravity, so that would be the, the underlying human condition of all human beings. So we, even though we were created good in God's image, uh, right. we were uh, created to rule the earth and have dominion over it. We were, you know, as husbands, to provide and protect for our wives and our families. Um, women were... You know, not uh, were, were to um, have their roles within um, the the created order as well. And what happened was when um, Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, and it was truly Adam and Eve together because Adam was right there, uh, feeling as a protector, allowing the snake to come in and have a conversation with his wife, and so on and so forth. Right? Um, 
but Eve, you know, fell into the temptation and then also convinced her husband to fall in as well. And he, he willingly did. And then um, as the, uh, the joke goes, you know, God confronted them in the garden and um, Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the serpent and the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on. So, um, so what happened after the fall into sin is that we went from uh, being in a state of uh, created good and mm -hmm. able to sin. We went into a state of total depravity, which means we were no longer not able to sin. And so mm -hmm. our, our um, you know, there's a couple passages like when God looked at the, the world he created in the days of Noah he saw that all the hearts of men were only evil all of the time, right? So that kind of sums it up and, uh, quite well. And uh, those of you, I think, or those not of you, but those who, who question this whole idea of total depravity um, probably don't have children. Uh, <laughs> even in little children, we see a tendency towards this. But we also have to recognize and see that God, in his grace, in mm. his mercy, did not... Uh, destroy Adam and Eve immediately, even though that the wages of sin is death, right. but allowed them to live. And he allowed humanity to grow and to flourish. And he gave that promise way back in Genesis 3, verse 15, that one, a descendant of Eve would come who would crush the serpent's head once and for all. Mm -hmm. And that person, of course, is Jesus Christ. We're in the time of Advent. Uh, right. They were all waiting, waiting, waiting for... Um, for, for Jesus to come. And finally, we have Jesus. He's here. Um, and he lived a perfect life in full obedience to the Father. He was exactly like us um, mm -hmm. as human, except for sin. Right. And so and because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, um, he did not take on that total depravity that we have, but he on the cross did take on our full punishment of sin. Mm. And so now we find ourselves living in what theologians describe as the already, but not yet. So we are already totally saved in Christ Jesus. We are right. seated with him in heaven. We have had all of our sins forgiven past, present and future. We totally live under the grace and the Lordship of Jesus Christ but it's not yet. It's not fully yet realized in us. And sometimes I think we approach Christian living then in this still totally depraved, I can do no good. I can, I'm just a horrible person. I'm this awful human being. You know, how could God ever love me? Those kinds of things, which, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. And, and sure. I think, um, you know, sometimes in our Christian Reformed roots, we definitely lean towards that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the danger of that is that we, we fail to see the good that Christ has already won for us. We fail to see the, the working of the Holy Spirit in the already but not yet. So there mm -hmm. are times where certainly we are able to be faithful. And yeah. I think throughout history, we see people, yes, sinning like crazy, Mm -hmm. Also living in moments of, of faithfulness and of fruitfulness and of obedience. Um, so like Abraham responding to yeah. God's call and going out, but then later on lying about his wife, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
and and not only just once but twice. Uh, David, uh, being the the servant of the Lord, like crazy, uh, yeah. patiently waiting and waiting, waiting, refusing to take any advantage by killing Saul when he had time after time, opportunity after opportunity, and yet waiting because he would not touch the Lord's anointed, right? And 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 yet doing all these great things, killing the 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 giant mm -hmm. Goliath with, of course, God's help, and right. yet you know, committing adultery, murder, and lying, and all of these things about it. And then when he was uh, confronted with his sin by the prophet Nathan, he right. confessed his sin, and um, he atoned for it as much as he could. And and there was consequences to his sin, right? Um, mm -hmm. The child that was born to Bathsheba, that first child, died um, after living for a week. And so right. there are consequences still to our actions today. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, who are we now in Christ? Mm -hmm. And how do we live as people who are in Christ, who take a stand on Christ? So um, if you look at Ephesians uh, 6, where it describes the, the uh, armor of God, we are putting right. on Christ. So it's not ourselves. It's not our own righteousness. We are putting on Christ, right? And we put on the armor of God, which is Christ. Um, so the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the, the feet fitted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. Am I missing one? The shield of faith, right? Yeah, and yeah. so we put on Christ and that's where we sit. But, you know, it, it's fascinating as I read that over and over again. Um, mm -hmm. It's that we stand and stand firm and having stood, we keep standing. So it's not a, that we're like running around without like chickens without heads or, or we're uh, trying to do all these hard works in order to prove ourselves to God, but we are standing. And then uh, the other thing that, that kind of came up to my mind is sure. this passage in Galatians. Um, right. Galatians okay. Chapter five. Um, sorry, actually uh, chapter three first, and then yeah. you can jump to five. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm in the wrong. Uh, sorry, here. Gotta find my, my place again. Um, <laughs> so, chapter three, verse one, uh, yeah. Paul the Apostle is writing to the church in Galatia, and he starts out this way Oh, you foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Christ was publicly. Um, Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask, was it? It was before your eyes that he was probably. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Mm. Are you so foolish? Having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And so I think that's kind of the key here, right? Yeah. Um, sure. When we saw that in in Joseph, in our series on Joseph, right, that the Lord was with Joseph and, and made the connection to the Holy Spirit's presence right. on Joseph in his life. So the obedience came out of the Holy Spirit living in him. We could even argue that the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus and mm. that it was by the same Spirit that Jesus was, was living the way, uh, the truth and life. He is the way, the truth and life. That is who Jesus is. Um, right. But he did that in step with him in partnership with the Holy Spirit so that we would not think that we have to be uh, like Jesus on our own and, mm -hmm. and try to be uh, faithful on our own or by our own strength, by our own will and determination, but rather 
um, by working and walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so um, sometimes I think what, what Paul is getting at here in Galatians 3, and I yeah. think sometimes what we do, even as Christians today, is we understand that our salvation is by grace through faith, mm-hmm. that's gift of God, and that's done right. by the Holy Spirit. We understand these things. But then when it comes to living out our Christian life, we go back to the old ways of trying to prove ourselves to God through our, our own willful obedience. Uh, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that, 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 that makes sense. That's, that's interesting for sure. And I think, yeah, that, that totally got at, um, we were asking there of, of being faithful, even when we disobey that, yeah, it's not, it's not our work. It's that work of the Holy Spirit in us, uh, that leads us to be faithful and, uh, obey God's commands. Of course. Yeah. I mean, because we can't, we can't do it on our own. We need that Holy Spirit's work (laughs) in us, uh, to do that. And, yeah, no, I think I think that makes that makes sense. So then, like, I guess thinking on like a more practical level, like, what would faithful living look like for us in this year, twenty twenty? Like, what what would this look like for us to to yeah live faithfully in this time in what's been a crazy year (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely and um i think if 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 i may um i don't know of any other time in history uh Mm -hmm. except maybe in in the early church as well or in the 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 time of the early church um where i'm I'm guessing like paul like thinking about paul and his visit to athens right Mm -hmm. and he's standing in the areopagus and they've got all these statues to all these different gods and everything like that, right? So there's like, you know, choose your own religion, choose your own flavor, whatever, um, mm-hmm. there. And, um, uh, but what happened in these, these centers, uh, Mars Hill, for example, is, is that they had all their philosophers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, standing on, on podiums and, and speaking. So you had... Epicureans, you had uh, Stoics, you had all these different philosophers, and they they were yelling and screaming and and arguing and debating all in the public square. So I guess that was kind of like, you know, Twitter back in the day, right? Like, you know, um, whoever had the best tweet, whoever had the best, you know, uh, most followers on on their Facebook page, um, but, you know, in their their Areopagus page or whatever it might be. Um, is is kind of who ruled the day, right? Mm-hmm. And and so Paul comes into that and he just presents a radically different message than mm-hmm. what was being touted. And so I think one of our things that we need to do in order to be faithful, in order to be obedient to God, is to know the Word of God. I mean, mm-hmm. to dig so deep into it, to know and understand it, and to see it not only as as little snippets, um, it's very easy to take a verse here and a verse there and, and sure. to, to misapply it. Um, there's a, uh, a guy, I always get his name wrong. Um, I think it's uh, Justin Peters or Jordan Peter, Justin Peters, I think it is. Okay. Um, I'll see if I can look it up while we're talking here. Sure. Um, but he's got a really cool um, 
Oh, he's just got a lot of really good stuff on his on his YouTube channel. Um, uh, but he's he's got one one series that he's doing. It's called the Inigo Montoya series. Okay, uh, yeah, from uh, Father from, or um, from, Princess Bride. Yes, from the Princess Bride, and um, uh, and and so he says, uh, you know, that verse um, does not mean what you think it means. Um, and so it, he, he highlights how we keep uh, using verses out of their context. And um, uh, the, the latest one that, that comes to mind is, uh, so it's Justin Peters. Okay. Uh, in the Inigo Montoya series. Um, mm. And uh, he, he, he's talking. Uh, and this, this last one that we watched was, um, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mm. Um, and, and the idea is that if you're having an argument with your spouse or with your coworker or whatever, um, you know, right. make sure that you resolve right. your argument, uh, before the sun goes down. Right. Uh, especially if right. you're arguing right. with your spouse, that's just good advice, but that's not actually mm -hmm. what the verse means. What the verse actually means is, um, do not ever stop being angry at your own sin. Mm. So don't let the sun go down. Don't let the day end mm. where you are angry on your sin and that the next day dawns and you just don't care about your sin anymore. You just mm. don't care about how you're living or, or what you're doing, but rather that you have such a, a, a burning passion to crucify the flesh and all its desires and temptations and, and put on the true nature of Christ and God, you know, um, he, 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 he's anger, angry, angry at sin. He's, he's angered at sin, right? Um, he knows that, that sin leads to death. He knows that sin is that which uh, inhibits us from, from truly loving others, from truly loving God. Um, it makes us totally self-centered, self-focused, self, um, you know, consumed as it were. Um, and it, and it gives no, blessing right and so sometimes we we tend i think even in in the church uh we we look at sin as as something that we we need to do not and and yet there's this element of oh if we could only just do a little bit it would be fun and rewarding and it would be good and that we're we're missing out on something when we when we give up our our sins mm. um and and what we find in the scriptures however is that yeah. the sin is the the absence of good, it's the absence of God, it's the absence of living how we're supposed to live, and it's it's this other thing, this this counterfeit thing that that tries to tell us that this is the, the way to truly live. And yet in the scriptures, what we find is that when we are able to turn away from sin, so mm -hmm. it's a, a two-part thing. It's a turning right. away from that temptation, and right. it's a turning toward faithfulness, righteousness, right? Turning toward Christ toward the Holy Spirit. And later on in, in Galatians in chapter five, verse one, uh, yeah. Jesus says it is for freedom that we have been set free. Mm -hmm. um, you know, freedom from sin and freedom to live as God created us to live. And when we are living as God created us to live, mm -hmm. then we find and we discover that we have true life. And that life just flows out of us and, it, and, and, and it's, it, it, it 
impacts others and it has a blessing that that kind of pours out. Now, I'll be the first one to admit that <laughs> I suck at this hugely. I'm not good at avoiding sin and living for righteousness. Um, right. Uh, we are all in that sense works in, in progress, right? Absolutely. And, and so the dynamic then becomes, well, how? How do we live this out in our own lives? So um, not allowing our sinfulness yep. to identify us or to define right. us, right? Right, um, right, right? So that total depravity is no longer our identity, mm-hmm. right? And um, rather our identity in Christ, our righteousness, his righteousness, rather not ours, his right. is what identifies us, right? And so we mm-hmm. are now of the body of Christ. We are a hand or a foot or right. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, somebody might say, well, yeah, um, a little bit lower than the intestines there, Paul. I think that's that's where you are. A little bit yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. to the end, you know, then then yeah, maybe yeah. you'll find out where you are. But, you know, I'm just joking. <laughs> so, you know, um, we, we find ourselves that, that we are now of the body of Christ. And that is what defines us. That's what what causes us to desire to live in obedience mm-hmm. to Christ, mm-hmm. to to um, render every thought captive to him. And, and to put it up against him so that we can know what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We have the ability to know this. It's, yeah. it's in the word and it's in how we live. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, 2020, you said, and, and I'm kind of, this was a really long roundabout answer. Thank you for your patience. No, no um, go for it. But, uh, um, we have all these voices, basically, right? Yeah. Whether it's the Areopagus or Twitter or Facebook or um, conversations, um, well, not so much now in church, but <laughs> we're after sure. church, right? For time, for the time being, but eventually it'll all come back again. Um, so we have to be able to know the word of God so that we can, uh, assess the, the information that's coming in and yeah. discern it and use wisdom and, uh, integrity. And uh, I think part of that, too, is praying daily for mm. the, the Spirit of Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit to be upon us, uh, to put on those, that armor so that the, the shield of or the, the helmet of salvation protects our minds so we don't mm. believe falsehoods uh, yeah. or false things about ourselves and we don't get lost in our own sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that we can discern what people are saying and ask good questions about what they mean and so that we can engage right and know know what's being spoken and then uh how to live right right no i i think that's yeah right on i mean uh yeah you know i mean uh, what a, what a year that we've been you know even doing stuff so uh digitally and online and so you know i mean there are uh you know we've found that yeah there are many many voices online <laughs> yeah. you know in, including ours right now exactly so, uh, <laughs> how weird is that uh, yeah, no, it is. It is strange, but there are so many of these voices. And so, yeah, um, yeah, that faithful living of of being in the word and being able to know, OK, when I'm hearing these different voices that are coming at me from a YouTube channel, from a Twitter feed, from this or that, to to know that the one true word is the word that we find in our Bibles and sometimes in in like these times of 
you know, in these different times that we live, you know, it's easy to kind of um, put that put that Bible on the shelf because it's just, you know, another voice. And yet, you know, now is a more than ever a crucial time to be reading that to say, okay, yeah, this is this is how uh, I can live my life. This is how um, uh, this is God's grand plan of salvation. Being able to share that is really great. And I mean, that's, you know, a platform that we're able to be on here, but uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, just, yeah, I think, yeah. Critical to, uh, to be in the word of God, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we're coming up to the end of 2020. Um, yeah. Some people are probably thinking, hooray. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe things will take a turn, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, growing up, of course, uh, in, uh, well, when I was at the college there in Grand Rapids, uh, sure. there was a restaurant called the Roaring Twenties, and so now that we're in the twenties, I don't even know if it's still around, but uh, you know, it brings to mind like, are these twenties going to be roaring? And so far, we're off to a very interesting start. Yeah, no doubt. So. <laughs> so so I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if we want to uh, go into something that would be considered the Roaring Twenties again. Yeah. The thing is how they were followed, followed by the Dirty Thirties, right? So <laughs> um, we do have history repeating itself in, in the sense of a global pandemic. It's yeah. Just over 100 years since the last one, the last really big one. Yeah. Uh, Spanish flu, right? So right. Um, so what is 21, 21, 2021 going to look like? Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Josh? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, go, going ahead, I think, you know, so many, uh, you know, there's, like we've said, there's so many uh, things out there and so many things that people have discovered, I think, in 2020, whether that be about culture or about themselves. You know, we've had time during this pandemic and stay at home orders and other things like that to really prioritize what's important in in our lives. And so I think coming out of 2020, people have kind of, you know, people are figuring out, you know, um, some things about themselves and about uh, where they want to go, um, you know, in, in life and what they're listening to. And hopefully that is the, the word of God that's come out of that. Uh, you know, I think also, uh, you know, 2020 has given us a chance to look at, um, you know, culture as a whole, as other things have stopped, it's brought to the forefront other things. And we've seen that uh, throughout this year as well. And so looking ahead to 2021, you know, I guess it would be my hope that, that uh, as we look at cultural issues as we look at you know things that we deal with in our personal lives that we can be reminded of God's faithfulness again in 2021 that we can look back at a year that was 2020 and say wow there were a lot of things that happened uh wow I mean what a jam-packed year not always in a good sense but wow lots of things have happened but to look back just as you know the just as we turn through our Bibles and we can look through Old Testament narratives and see God's faithfulness that we can look back at 2020 and say wow you know God was faithful to me he brought me through 
you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, there, he is, he has brought, he has brought us through and, um, you know, has opened our eyes to things that, you know, um, that we can care about and that we can care for the people of this world and care for, uh, so that they can know the truth of God. And so that's what I would hope in 2021, that it can be a year of, uh, in some ways, looking back at God's faithfulness from the year past, and I guess we always kind of do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like at the at the year end, you can go through all these. You know, I mean, online there's like you know, year in review, and you right. know these right. programs do that all the time, year to year. I think this year becomes especially different. I mean, so many people have focused on it it's not like this year has gotten away from somebody everybody's been affected by this year right like right. it's not like you've gone through this year and gone like oh my word like i've uh, you know boy this this year has just flown by like i mean it's it's touched everybody's lives in different ways and so you know going ahead how do we see god's faithfulness looking back and how can we trust his faithfulness yeah going forward, you know, in, in whatever, uh, in whatever happens that we know that God has, God has got us. And boy, I mean, you know, maybe we'll feel a little bit like, uh, like Joseph, uh, you know, that we talked about on Sunday where, you know, yeah, like, wow, things seem a bit crazy. Like, how is all of this going on? And like, how, how is God going to be faithful in this crazy messed up situation? And yet we can look back and say, yes, God was faithful. He has brought us through. He has brought me through this. And now I look ahead to how he's going to be faithful to me in the future. So I guess that's what I would look for going ahead. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really well said, uh, Josh. I I just love that. Um, yeah, it's uh, anticipating the goodness of God in the midst of difficulty and um, absolutely and hardship, right? And and saying, okay, Lord, what are you going to do? And yeah. sometimes that goodness doesn't get realized uh, right away, or um, <laughs> perhaps yeah. even in our lifetime, right? Um, right. If, if Joseph. As commentators have theorized, because yeah. we just don't know from the scriptures, right? Uh, but if Joseph died um, prior to Jesus beginning his earthly ministry, which does seem logical because he's sure. Egyptian, right? Uh, so sometime between Jesus' age twelve and age thirty, he he probably passed away. Yeah. Um, Joseph didn't really get to see. A whole lot. I mean, I mean, he got to have Jesus as a son. Um, he, he got to have all of those experiences, but he still had that stigma of, sure. you know, marrying a woman who, from the worldly perspective, had been unfaithful to him. Uh, certainly not the first one to have that situation happen, of course. Absolutely. But, um, well, definitely the only one to have the Holy Spirit have that happen. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, we'll get into that with this week with Mary, mm-hmm. but no, like, um, you know, he didn't necessarily get to see the actualization of the Messiah in his mm-hmm. full ministry and in, in all the healing and the, the teaching and the, uh, the incredible miracles that he did. Um, the proof after proof after proof that he is the Messiah, that he is the son of the living God. You know, um, Mary got to see those things, but, but Joseph didn't. Um, kind of like how Moses led the Israelites through the wilderness. Yeah. 
towards the end, he strikes a rock or whatever. Sometime in the, the wilderness, he strikes a rock instead of just speaking to it. And that, boom, done. Not able exactly. to go into the promised land. Exactly. What? But, I mean, the wages of sin is unbearable. And, and it's true. Yeah. We can't bear them. Only Christ can. And then Moses right away, you know, because God, you know, he died and then God buried him. Um, he, he, instead of going into the physical promised land, he went into the actual, the one that was really promised, uh, the new heaven and the new earth, uh, yeah. which is still yet to come, right? So he's right. with with Jesus um, in, in, in heaven. So, um, yeah, we, we have this, this sense where we're kind of living, but our eyes are always fixed on the future, but not just 2021, but yeah. that everlasting life that we have with Christ um, forever. And that's our focus. Um, and if, if we take our eyes off of that, I think when Paul says, I can't remember which letter he says, you know, set your eyes on, I think it's on Philippians, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the father. Um, we're, we're focusing our attention on that future, that new heaven and the new earth that is to come. Um, and that does, I think, really help us to endure whatever circumstances we're facing in this life. And so, exactly. um, you know, Jesus died in order to make us holy. And he gives us the commandment to be holy as he is holy. So we have this already, but not yet ability. So mm. there's this already, but not yet freedom from sin. Right. Yeah. So we're all constantly battling it. But there's also this already but not yet invitation to be holy as Christ is holy, as God is holy. Right. There is this ability now, even in us from the spirit. And so we're living by the spirit, not by our own strength and determination in mm -hmm. obedience. And that's what we see in Joseph, um, his obedience in taking Mary home as his wife, his obedience in providing for her, uh, fleeing uh, from Herod by going to Egypt and then hearing and obeying the angel yet again when when he founds out that, that Herod died, but he didn't go back to Bethlehem. They went back to Nazareth, right, uh, just yeah. to be safe. And um, so I, I think, you know, we need to obey God, too, in how we can be safe and maybe, um, yeah, don't want to open the can of worms that, that you know, safety <laughs> in COVID times uh, could bring, of course, but, uh, you know, safety from sin. Yeah, um, being wise in our decision making, uh, imploring the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us in all things, uh, yeah. so that we can honor Him and glorify Him. So, yeah. um, I think that's kind of kind of where we're at, focusing so. on on that. That sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah no doubt. Uh, yeah, this has been a great discussion as always. I always yeah. yeah enjoy these times discussing, and yeah, hopefully now for those listening, it can be a chance to, you know ask some questions yourself and to say, all right, you know, what, uh, you know, uh, what can, what can I take away from this and, and how do I, you know, uh, look to God's faithfulness, uh, what he's done and looking ahead to what he will do. So yeah. I feel that, yeah, really fantastic. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. And, um, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, especially in these times where we can't be together with our loved ones, um, we are always together in Christ. And uh, in some ways, that's a, a stronger, more amazing bond. So that fellowship of the Holy Spirit uh, be with everyone always. Amen. Yeah.